Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and I am joined, as always, by my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> that, dude, your weird hello accent whatever thing it is that you just did there. <laughs> Makes me giggle like every time. It's, it's the Mrs. Doubtfire thing. <laughs> I do that for you. Just for me, guys. It's just for me. So erase it from your memories. <laughs> <laughs> ben Ben does that all the time when I talk to him. So yep. it's just it reminds me of Ben. And so when I see Nevermore, I think of Ben. And then it's just, you know, it's just funny. <laughs> <laughs> so how are you ladies doing? Did you guys have a good week? Yeah. Like uh. it's <laughs> I, I it's like a week before BlizzCon that I leave. Like I leave a week from today. So there yeah. won't obviously be a show next week. So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I actually I leave uh, a week tomorrow morning so uh so yeah we we won't be doing slaying demons next week so heads up guys but we will be back as far as i know we're coming back on the monday so we we should be fine to do a show uh on the tuesday november 8th so yeah you guys can uh, check that out but yes there will be no show next week but that actually works out pretty well because uh since this is episode eight this is going to be our recap episode so we're going to share our progress on all the demons that we shared in the last three episodes, as well as take a more in-depth dive into one of the listener emails that we have received over the last four weeks. So uh, first of all, thank you guys so much for sending in your emails. It's always amazing to see all of the things that you guys are willing to share, as well as seeing all your stories in the Discord where we can actually have some um, more instant interaction and uh, help people work through some of the things that they're dealing with. So um, if you guys are wondering wondering, you can join us over in the Discord conversation at discord.gg slash jossplays. Um, we have a lot of fun in there as well as a lot of serious conversations. So I encourage everyone to check that out. But um, I think so. Yeah, we can we can just dive right into our, our demon recap, I think. Um, Jules, do you want to do you want to go first? I can do that. Um, so part of the um, amusement lately in Discord has been my um, <laughs> my stories of <laughs> the trials of tribulation and trials and tribulations of online dating for me. Uh, there are a whole lot of creepy people out there. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, one of the one of the things that I had learned in the process of actually going out on a date for the first time was. Um, finding my voice in an uncomfortable situation in a place where I didn't feel like I was, you know, super comfortable. I didn't know what to do. Um, and so I've really taken this one and just kind of like narrowed in on it and said, 
what is the worst that could happen for you to speak up? You know, like if you're not comfortable, if you're not feeling it, if you're not liking it, uh, or liking a situation or just generally like, uh, you know, have an opinion, you know, it's okay. And, um, I've done a lot of good work with this demon man because I'm aware of it. And I admitted that it was a problem. Um, and well, it got me out of a couple of like really uncomfortable situations in this whole, like some random dude contacts me and says something that I am not comfortable with a great story. Um, so my, my profile picture is I, I tend to take selfies when I, I don't smile with my teeth. <laughs> selfie selfies because I look I feel like I look like a Cheshire cat when I do <laughs> okay um, so I just don't I so when I do a selfie I will usually do it with my mouth closed and it'll be kind of a, like a slight smile mm -hmm. kind of thing I found I Very found coy. my comfortable selfie pose right yep I had a guy who asked me if I had British teeth <laughs> Or just a closed mouth smile in my pictures and in my wow. you know, and I'm and I'm like, what the hell is who asks that? that? Like, who says that? <laughs> who says that? And the polite jewels in the past would have just been like trying to laugh us laugh it up, and I'm like, no, god damn it, I'm I'm offended by that. That's not nice. And so I actually said, you know what? That question made me really uncomfortable, and I think we're done. <laughs> nice. And, and I, I don't, I don't think I would have done that in the past. And I think that, you know, it was like, Hey, I got this. I I'm worth more than that. I need to be a little bit more respected than that. If that's how you're going to start a conversation, then bye-bye. That's awesome. And, Especially yes. I know, leading into BlizzCon, like we just, we just mentioned that we're all going to be at BlizzCon and, you know, you're meeting a lot of people and there are a lot of potentially uncomfortable situations and it's, it's a really good demon to work on going yeah. into that kind of grand social. It's one of the biggest social experiences that we have in the course of the year, or me anyways. <laughs> yeah. And you know, I don't, I don't know why it's always been so hard. And I think it's been hard for all of us in our past to just say, Hey, yo, that's not cool. Like mm -hmm. that's not, I'm not comfortable with that, or I don't like that you said that, or you're making me not feel safe, or, you know, I, and let me say, BlizzCon is generally one of the most welcoming and safe places that we can be, mm -hmm. and we're around each other, which is also makes it safer, but if that ever did come up, I feel like I'm better equipped to handle it, and that's great. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so then, and my second demon that I was dealing with that we talked about was feeling okay with taking some downtime. Which is probably something, some advice that I should have taken. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm still having a struggle with this. Mm -hmm. um, I do it. I will, I will allow myself to have the downtime, but there's a strong sense of guilt that happens in my head still about you should be doing or you, sh you could be or, you know, and... Um, so I try to balance it out by just, you know, like saying, okay, look, I'll just do a little bit of work on a Saturday and then I'll, I'll give myself some time. It's okay to go take a two hour nap because you didn't sleep well for the week, you know, and, uh, and not feel guilty about it, even though my brain kind of goes, you're a lazy butt. <laughs> I actually had that exact situation happen to me today. So um, I, I, I slept last night and I slept for probably about nine hours. So I got a solid sleep in, but um, I watched The Walking Dead on, well, I guess yesterday morning I watched The Walking Dead and I'm not going to talk about it. I'm not going to spoil it. So you guys don't have to worry about that. 
but um, there were some very disturbing images that stuck in my head. So even though I was in bed and sleeping, I didn't sleep well, if that kind of makes sense. So, um, which I have actually decided as part of, and it's because of the show that I've made the decision, Um, but I kind of am slowly realizing how much um, anxiety and negative energy I have in my normal everyday life and how much like the, all the disaster thinking that I do and all that stuff that we've talked about. And so I watched The Walking Dead and I was just kind of like, I've had enough of this. I don't need my yeah. entertainment to make me feel like this. Like I, I deal with this enough on a daily basis that I don't need to feel like that episode just made me feel. It was like being on edge and anxious and upset and disgusted for 50 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then like, as I say, it stuck with me to the point that I didn't sleep well that night. And I was just like, I don't need this in my life anymore. I don't care if it's the most popular nerd thing of life ever. I'm not watching Walking Dead anymore. <laughs> well, that's precisely so why I stopped shows watching do it. that. It's like, yeah. oh, you know, we're going to build up who you like, you know, like no matter who it is for whatever season of whatever show, it's like, oh, you're really attached to that person. Well, now you're not, you know, <laughs> <laughs> now he's gone. <laughs> Well, and it wasn't even so much, and and like I said, I'm not going to talk about spoilers or anything else, but it it wasn't so much um, what happened in the episode as just the way the episode was written. It was like written in a way to keep you, and I find a lot of shows can keep you in suspense without making, like I felt felt it so much that I felt sick to my stomach, and I was just like, okay, this is is not, like, they're, they're just writing to torture their audience as opposed to writing to inform and entertain their audience. And those are two different things. Cause I watch a lot of shows. It's not even um, like the gore. I mean, I watch Westworld. I watch game of Thrones. I watch, you know, all kinds of stuff. It was just uh, the culmination of the style that they've chosen to take with walking dead that I was just like, now I'm done. I'm done. Like, (laughs) I just, I don't need to feel like this all of the time when I'm watching this show. And uh, I actually did watch seasons one through five while I was sick to kind of get ramped up for the premiere because I was really excited because I I have enjoyed the show in the past. And watching them in that compressed time frame as opposed to over five years, I could really see how quickly it ramped up. Like seasons one and two were suspenseful and horrifying. But seasons like like season five was just like next level. And when you can watch that progression in a in just in a short time span, I was just like, holy hell, I did not realize that it had gotten this bad this quickly. <laughs> yeah. I stopped watching after season four. Yeah, yeah we're behind particular- a little while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I and it was exactly what you had said. I can't my entertainment should not make me so anxious and upset. Yeah. that I can't, I can't function. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I just chose to step out and I mm-hmm. get it. I totally get it. And so, um, but yeah, sorry. So, I, so to bring that back to the, to the taking the downtime part, um, since I didn't sleep well last night, I was exhausted today. I had to record, um, the embrace the spoilers for Westworld this morning. And I actually had to watch the show before I did that. And uh, so I watched Westworld this morning, so I had to get up early. Then I recorded Embrace the Spoilers. Then I had Angry Chicken this afternoon, rolling into Slaying Demons tonight. So I have I have really packed Mondays and Tuesdays now in terms of recording schedules. And um, 
So I knew I still had prep to do for Angry Chicken, but after we finished recording Embrace the Spoilers for Westworld, I was just like, I'm exhausted. And I'm like, I I think I need a nap. And I'm like, but I know I need to do show notes. And I was just like, no, like I need to stop because I'm still sick. I'm getting over it. It's mostly gone, but it's still there. Like my throat's really sore if I talk too much, which is kind of ironic. But if I talk too much, then, you know, like my, I start coughing and stuff. So like, it's still lingering, but it's almost gone. And I'm like, I need to stop. I need to sleep and I need to take care of myself. So I went and napped for an hour today and it was glorious. I'm so proud of you. (laughs) I'm glad that this demon was something that you recognize in yourself too. Mm -hmm. I think because it, you know, and, and, and And I think that that's the beauty of this show is that I think every single one of these demons, we've seen a facet of it in our our own selves to think about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it becomes near and dear to you personally on your own demons, but you can relate. And, you know, like I have keep it, you know, I, I don't have as much of a procrastination issue challenge that you guys have. Um, (laughs) but I see some of the things that I do around Mm -hmm. it. And so I recognize it as a possible, you know, like, why would I stress myself out to just get this done? Like I can just get it done, Mm -hmm. you know? (laughs) So yeah, I, I just love that this show for that. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so I'm still working on the giving myself downtime and this is not the best time for this to happen. Yes. Um, (laughs) so after BlizzCon, I'm hoping that that work can kind of continue in a little bit more intensity. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you, Nevermore? Do you want to talk a little bit about the stuff that you've talked about over the last few weeks? Sure. <laughs> so mine were weight loss struggles, which is an ongoing effort. Um, still trying to eat better when it's an option. Um, work is just still oh, it's so gross. Like today... Uh, everybody got pizza and stuff. So I'm like, okay, salad. Like, you know, everybody has a salad. It's always the same type of salad, whatever. Um, and it was like, it was really big and it had like chunks of cucumber and stuff. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. But like the chicken was like dry and gross. So it was, I don't know. Do you feel like when you, when you eat out salads is the thing they put the least effort into? Yeah. Oh Yeah. (laughs) It's just the cheap, hey, we have this, don't think of us as a junk food place option kind yeah. of thing. <laughs> but then you actually order it and they're like, really? Are you sure that you yeah. want that? <laughs> you should probably not be eating here. <laughs> exactly. So yeah. it was it was okay. It wasn't great. Um, work sometimes has like fruit and vegetables and stuff in the kitchen. It's a home business, so yeah. it's kind of weird. Uh, but uh you know, they keep fruit and vegetables in the kitchen. So sometimes I'll go get an apple or whatever. But like today was, it wasn't stressful, but I like, I never drink soda at work. Like lately I've been having it at home. I never drink it. Everybody at work, a lot of the people, um, like a good portion of them drink soda, like a lot, like two or three a day. And I just don't want it at work. I just, I have my water, my coffee in the morning and then I have my water throughout the day, whatever. But today, for some reason, like walking past the mini fridge, I'm like, I'm going to have a soda. And of course it's root beer because root beer, for some reason, like out of all the soda options, that always makes me like give in. So I was just like, I'm just going to have a soda and I don't care. So (laughs) it was just just one of those days leading up to, uh, changes at work so it was uh, yeah oh and I had a mental breakdown which I'm sure like affected it like last <laughs> Friday I, tweet, I tweeted about it yeah. but, oh uh, I don't think I just, saw what happened uh, it was just a lot of stress um with 
I don't even know what it was. Uh, it was within like, oh, we got a new kid. We got a new kid who is replacing the old new kid who left uh, to go to school. But a uh, new kid got hurt like within an hour, hour of being there. <laughs> oh, my. Um, and then. <laughs> Damn uh, it, new kid. <laughs> so I was just frustrated. And I have like a whole bunch of product around my desk. And but it like constantly gets to be not like helpful things like it's just tons of random stuff and my boss had just come over and he's like well we got to get all the shipped we got to get and i'm like it's nothing like all of the things here is nothing like i don't know what you want me to do about it so i said that not like that but i was like it's not it's nothing to be shipped you know so anyway he was being like that and then because I'm replace not replacing but helping take over for my coworker girl who's going to school and stuff, they constantly will be like, "Oh, it's for her. Oh, take this. It's for her. You know, she needs it." And they'll say her name like all the time. I'm like, "She is not in charge of this anymore. Like, you need to use my name. <laughs> like, Aww. come on." So it was just it was that, and it was the way he like I felt like he assumes I'm doing nothing that she could be doing it better. Like it was just this overwhelming. And I just, I like lost it. And I had my hoodie thing and I'm like, I'm sitting there with like my hair towards where the entrance to my corner desk is like hiding my face. And I'm like, keep it together. Like I turned my fan on, on my face. I'm like, oh, don't cry. Oh, don't cry. And then, um, she's, she could be like my mom's age. So she could be my work mom, but she's a really good friend. She came over and as soon as she came over to ask me if I was okay, I started to lose it. So, Oh, it's just been stressful at work, which includes all the weird eating habits and stuff. But yeah, yeah, I find that's that's my big thing is like when I get super stressed out, that's when I'm like, okay, I need the chocolate. Give me all the sweet things. Yes. Well, it's like I yes. went in on Monday and right away somebody's like, there's brownies in the kitchen. I was like, brownie. <laughs> <laughs> like bring right it. away, then I got up there and the lady's like, oh, and there's like a lemon cookie. I'm like, take it that too. And then I took an apple with it to like balance it out. But it was just funny because it's like as soon as they said that, like just the anticipation of like how the day could be stressful like Friday, like my brain was just like, yep, cookie, brownie. Like, yeah, we need all of the things. Yeah. So again, it's still a struggle working on it, which yep. ties into my other one, which is body shaming, which is a big thing. Uh, we talked about that a little bit, how people perceive you. Like a lot of us feel things about ourselves that no one else really cares about. Um, we talked about that a whole bunch. Um, still planning on wearing leggings. I haven't ordered them yet. So I need to like rush ship those. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but still planning on doing that. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. But the goal is to wear those and be comfortable in them. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah, the body shaming one, I think it was a really good one for kind of all three of us. And I tried to um, get past this a little bit. I find um, still if I wear uh, sometimes like if I pick up a pair of jeans and they're like my old jeans, not my new jeans, and they're the ones that don't fit anymore, then I the, I struggle with that with like looking at stuff that at the time I had called like my comfy fat jeans that now I can't get over my ass. <laughs> I'm kind of just like, Oh man. Um, so I find that, um, that's when I really struggle, but I actually like took a minute when I was getting dressed the other day and I was just like standing in my bra and underwear in front of the mirror. And I was just like, okay, just like, just look, it's probably not that bad. Like, cause I like our, both of our, like our, we have um, like folding mirrored closet doors 
And then um, we also, like, uh, one full wall is basically our dresser. So it has a big, huge mirror on top of it. So basically, in my bedroom, I can't really get away from mirrors. And the way that I've kind of tried to do that is I leave the closet doors open all the time so that then I can't see the mirrors, really. So I closed the closet doors. I had the floor-to-ceiling mirrors. And I was just like, okay, it's probably actually not that bad. And I kind of looked, and I was, like, wearing little, like, boy shorty kind of underwear. And I was like, you know what? I have a booty and I have boobs for like the first time in my life. So <laughs> if, I, if I have to have a little bit of gut to go along with that, I think that's probably okay. <laughs> right? You go. That is, uh, you get the applause for that one. Because I, I am so, pr- oh my God, I'm so proud of you for doing that. Because, you know, I, and I was, I, I was just going to say, I've been trying to do the same thing, you know, to, to look at to look at myself in the mirror and just find something to compliment to myself, mm-hmm. you know, to say it's okay. And, um, you know, I, I've, what's been really awesome and helpful for me is that I've gotten control over my eating struggles at the moment. I mean, I can't say it's done for good, but at the moment, since the beginning of the month, I've lost six pounds. Nice. I, and so I'm like super proud that I did that because and it hasn't been without struggle. Like it's been like eating eating um, salads every day for lunch, and um, you know a really small dinner that that I would have preferred to have something else for. But um, <laughs> I am so proud of you. I've been eating better you. dinners because uh, my roommate has been cooking this week, and she's a fabulous cook. So it's been yeah. uh, it's been like tonight we had this like really awesome salad with this like low calorie but handmade like she put all the ingredients in it dressing and then like with steak on top and it was so good and I was just uh, kind of like most of my dinner was vegetables and I did because she's a vegetarian so most of my dinner was vegetables and I didn't even notice so good job Leanne <laughs> yes and you're just like this this is you know this yep. is this is right this is good excuse me but and then so- uh, then I had a, a big slice of apple pie with some ice cream so <laughs> I'm not helping myself. (laughs) You know, you've got to live and we've got to live. And, you know, and I think never more, by the way, you can, if you've got the, uh, the new BlizzCon app, you can order the leggings to pick up at the store. (gasps) Even if it's not at their store option, like they'll just not ship it to me. I can just pick it up. Like if it's not a BlizzCon. It's probably a, yeah, if you order from the gear store. I need to contact them because I don't think my tickets like synced with my account. So I gotta, I gotta figure that out. But the little side tangent there, the thing is, is that, you know what, you're going to do this and you're going to be proud to do it. And, um, the two of us are going to be there just cheering for you like crazy. And I know that the audience listening are going to be like, girl, you <laughs> did it. That is. And so all three of us have done something and will be doing something to empower the feelings of negativity. And that's huge. Mm-hmm. So good for us. Yep. I, and I'm, I'm very excited proud. to, cause we were talking about schedules and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I'm excited for us to get together. Cause one, I know we're going to take more than one photo this year. We're going to take a lot of photos <laughs> together, which makes me really excited. But like I'm excited for that as like a jumping off point for future like working on myself. Sorry, that came out really weird. I have a hard time <laughs> explaining things. Like Ben has to deal with that all the time. But um, for next year at BlizzCon, like I'm excited to see the difference of how we're like changing ourselves now, which obviously we're only like eight episodes in and we're like 
uh, like acknowledging all these demons and like editing them. I'm doing a really bad job. <laughs> no, but I know what you're saying. Yeah, it's like it's like a benchmark. It's like we can say at BlizzCon 2016, this is where we were. This is the things that we were struggling with. And it's going to be really interesting to see when you look at pictures of us this year versus next year and, and think about where we are on episode 50 versus episode eight and yeah. just see the kind of progress that we've made. Thank yeah. you. And <laughs> you're welcome. And I love that because it's kind of like, we have an audio and visual scrapbook mm-hmm. of the, of our processes together as as uh, show producers and also as friends, you know. And so I love that, and you know, our audience is going to be right there with us as we do it. Yep, absolutely. Um, speaking of friends, one of my demons over the last few weeks was uh, dealing with cliques and or clicks, however you <laughs> choose to say worked. it. <laughs> I love you so much. And I have to say that um, I think I'm doing a little bit better with this. Although my second demon was about keeping my frustration in check. And I have not been, I have not been good at that, guys. (laughs) Not, not at all. Um, There are some things that are going on right now that it just like um, sometimes just groups of people and just people in general. Uh, sometimes it's like messages on Twitter. Sometimes it's like, you know, when I'm, when I'm doing things with friends and stuff and I'm just like, I just, I get so frustrated so quickly and I feel like I've, I've gotten over the clique thing using a little bit of, of the whole finding my voice thing. And, and basically like I've said, like the situations that happened, I have dealt with, I had conversations that I would not have had a couple of months ago and uh, cleared the air in a lot of cases. So um, I feel like I did better on that one. I feel like I did a lot better. Um, but frustration wise, I still, I, my fuse is so short and I, I feel really bad because I feel like I didn't used to be like this. I feel like I used to be more easygoing and I don't really know what changed or what happened, but I feel like now it's like my frustration is always on high. And so therefore the smallest little thing just sets me off to a place where I shouldn't be as upset and frustrated with the things that I'm upset and frustrated with. Do you think, and I'm not saying this in a negative way, so I'm sorry if I say it and it comes out like that. Do you think you've noticed a difference since you've been full-time podcasting streaming? Like, do you think part of it maybe is that you're not like leaving to go like it to a normal like work environment and then coming home and like having like your free time fun time like do you think that because you're working from home now that that's affecting like like relationship type things like that could be part of it because I know um and that's one of the demons that we kind of plan to tackle in the future is is basically working from home and prioritization and separation of life from work because that's very difficult for me right now I mean even even right now um my boyfriend there's a couple of friends that are here and they're upstairs and they're playing D&D and they were going to play down here and I'm like no you can't because my office is literally in the living room so like (laughs) you need to not be in the basement for the next like hour and a half so go go play elsewhere like shoo and uh you know like it it is really difficult to to separate my work life from my home life even even the desk that normally I play at is covered in work things and there's nowhere that I can kind of look that doesn't involve work now and so that I think you're right maybe that I'm just I'm constantly have this level of 
not being able to leave anything behind and not being able to rely on anybody else because I am self-employed. What I do is me. That's it. There is no, you know, like if I, for instance, we have Extra Life coming up this weekend. So for Extra Life, which is going to be a 24-hour gaming marathon from streaming from 10 a.m. on Saturday until probably about 8 a.m. on Sunday, because usually we start a couple of hours early just playing mobile games and stuff like that while we prep the stream. So, um, but anyways, like I have to make an overlay for that. And there is no graphic design person. I don't have anyone else to say, like, can you go and Photoshop this for me? Like, uh, it's all on me. And so I'm sitting here <laughs> and I'm going, like, we have... <laughs> You know, create no, but I mean, like, and and I know and that I'm you. I'm not saying that. And I always volunteer to help you type thing. No, but it's like if I was working for a company, I would be like my my whole entire job would be say research into um, topics for embrace the spoilers, and that would be my whole job. And now I'm doing all of the show notes and I'm doing all of the prep and I have to watch all the things and play all the games for, I think I'm up to like 10 podcasts now. And so when you add all of that, but then also you have to do the accounting because you don't have an accountant, you're just you. You have to do all the graphic design because you don't have a graphic designer, it's just you. Whereas if I was a company, I'd be like, hey, graphic design person, I need an overlay, have it to me by Friday. Done. <laughs> like, and then that's off my plate. Like, I don't have a way to put anything off my plate anymore. So I think you might be right that, that that might actually be playing into this whole frustration thing. And it's it's to the point, there's actually a point this last week, and I'm frustrated and I can feel myself like tearing up thinking about it because there was a thing that I wanted to do and I spent a whole entire day doing it. And like one tweet from someone was enough for me to just scrap the whole thing. And I was like, wow. I'm so frustrated by this, like by my... my um, reaction to the whole thing by the fact that I think I'm not good enough and so I can't compete with this person who sent out the tweet and that you know like I just need to stop and so like I'm frustrated with all of that and it's just constantly right there like you can literally see me tearing up if you're watching the stream right now and then I feel stupid and frustrated that I'm tearing up in the middle yeah. of a podcast like oh yeah. You can literally and, you see know, my demon right now, guys. <laughs> it's hard and it's hard to admit it, but you know, we were right there with you during that demon when it hit you. And you know, the, the thing about it is that you, you know, it's there, you know, it's something that, you know, and no one is going to, no one's going to tell you over and over and over again that you are good enough. You have to believe it. You have to know it in your soul. And if you don't, then that's something that you have to say, I, okay, yeah, I don't know this and I need to figure out why, you know, you guys yelled at me before the stream started <laughs> about, you know, saying we've been telling you that you're freaking awesome <laughs> for months and now you finally start to understand it. I mean, like, that's what they said to me prior to that because it doesn't like, it doesn't matter. Your friends can be awesome and amazing and tell you all these things. But until you believe it yourself, it's like pff, one in an ear, out the other, mm -hmm. you know. And so, you know, you have to believe it. You have to believe that these that these things are worthy. And your frustration, most likely, comes from the separation, lack of separation, and also your belief in yourself, mm. you know. And so I, that's how I see it. I think that you're, you know, a lot of times when you get short fuse it's because you're turning that back on yourself the first thing yeah 
that vision that you see of yourself and you're like, I, uh, like it just goes <laughs> it, and it's awful and it's terrible. And, um, I don't know, I don't have the words to help you except to know that I feel you, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think another kind of factor in my frustration level is, <laughs> and I can see so much of my mother in this. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> but, um, that's so, a big one. <laughs> so Matt and my dad are very, very similar. Myself and my mom are very, very similar. And my mom has had issues in the past because my dad just lets everything roll off his back all the time. Like he's total easygoing. And she sees people walking all over him and she gets real angry about it. And I feel like I'm having the exact same reaction towards people and the way they treat Matt is like I see, you know, things that I know would bother me or I see people taking advantage of him or walking all over him or not listening to him. And it makes me like volcano steam out the top of my head, like just explode. I get so angry and frustrated. So I feel like it's just, it's this other thing outside of me. It's this other thing that I have to deal with kind of often. Cause he, and he tells me, he's just like, it's fine. I really don't care. I'm like, but I care, damn it. <laughs> and and so, then you have to ask the question of why. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's cause do I don't, I don't want I don't want anything negative to happen to him or to like for people to think of him or, you know, like I just, I want him in a happy, smiley bubble of perfect because I love the crap out of him and I want all good things for him. So, but it's but funny because. And go back to everything you just said, but instead of him say me. Yes. <laughs> no, seriously. Yes. Everything, everything you said, if you said me in each Spot of that. Seriously. Like, rewind the tape. <laughs> it's med. Like, if, if, and I think what we're saying here, too, is a lot of the demons stem from, like, how you see yourself. Mm -hmm. Because, like, the body shaming, like, weight loss, like, finding your voice. Like, you have to find yourself first and, like, be confident in you. Otherwise, that's when you start to get overtaken by, like, this one and that one. Yeah. Like, you have to keep your focus stronger, which is hard, which is what we're <laughs> all working on. So yeah. you're not alone in that, people. <laughs> Nevermore dropping the knowledge bombs. <laughs> Sorry. She I... just dropped a fucking mic. Like, <laughs> damn, girl. Well, I've noticed, like, I listen a lot because you two are such strong personalities when it comes to, like, podcasting. So I noticed that I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Like, I don't say very much. But also, I'm a very visual thinker. So, like, some stuff you say, like, as weird as it might sound, like, one of our first episodes with the whole, like, um, what was it? It was Jules talking about, like, the discovery of, like, um, the email you had gotten or whatever, you yeah. know, and it brought back everything. Like, in my mind, I'm picturing you have this issue. It's in your closet. It's in the very back of the closet in this one box. All of a sudden, it falls down, spills all over the floor, and there it all is, and you just have to deal with it. Like, that's how my brain <laughs> sees everything we talk about. So, sorry, like, just as you were saying all that, I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. <laughs> I react differently if everyone hasn't already noticed. <laughs> that is what I love about you because your mm -hmm. perspective is so different. You know, I'm very linear and you are very creative yeah. um, in how your brain works. And sometimes it's because, you know, you say, I can't get the words out because they're not coming out because the thoughts are like fireworks. <laughs> and That's very true. I can totally yeah. 
that. And, yeah. But it's, I mean, I can't think of things all the time. So also when I'm also thinking of stuff, it takes me a minute to collect my thoughts, <laughs> but I also have the whole derailment thing going on. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll look at Ben and be like, that thing over there. And he'll be like, the dishwasher? I'm like, yes, thank you. <laughs> That's what I need. And my niece does it too. Like I'm so like, I got frustrated the other day because she kept asking for things. And I was like, what are you saying? And somebody's like, it's like that all the time. I'm like, oh my God, you're like little me. Like you're not, <laughs> you're not using real life terminology. Like if people have to interpret you for who you are. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of a bad and good thing. I guess. Oh, Jocelyn, you're, you're dealing with something that's really a lot bigger than you. And <laughs> so it's, it's okay. And this one is probably going to be one that you're going to have to unlayer a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm an onion, guys. We're gonna we're gonna have so much fun peeling the onion that is Jocelyn, and that's what I'm gonna blame for all the tears. Is I'm gonna say, well, onions, guys, onions. Yeah, no kidding, no kidding. Then that's gonna become your Twitch emote, and people are gonna be like, "Who the fuck has an onion? Yeah. <laughs> Why do you have a peeling onion like this onion blossom thing going on as a Twitch emote? We can't call it onion blossom though. We're gonna get letters. <laughs> Oh man! Speaking of letters, we got a uh, fantastic leather that came leather. We had a fantastic letter that came to us anonymously through uh, demonspodcast at gmail We take one of the uh, bigger issues and um, bigger emails that we get once a month from you guys, the listeners. So uh, please do send in your stories, and if you prefer to keep them anonymous, it's better to send them through email because I promise not to tell who you are. Um, and if you would like some more instant feedback and don't mind about your anonymity, then please go to uh, it is uh, discord.gg slash jossplays to share your story with all the other fans. But uh, this one comes to us from Anonymous and says, uh, hello, let me start by saying that I love your show and I think you have been incredibly brave for speaking about your demons out loud. Um, Sorry, I'm also going to say before I get too into this is I I kind of reworded a couple of parts of it just to kind of take a little bit of the specifics out. But it's the tone of the letter and most of the information in it is still what was sent in. So uh, on that note... It says, uh, it's because of your bravery that I feel encouraged to share, or at least try to share, some of my own demons. First, a little about myself. I'm a mid-30s gay man, and I've been with my boyfriend since my late 20s. This has been the only significant romantic relationship I've had. For the last couple of months, I've been feeling a disconnection from my partner, and I even started to question if I wanted to continue this relationship. The reasons are many and hard to explain, but let's start by saying that the fact that I make much more money than him has been more and more of a problem in the last few months. I feel really uncomfortable saying this, by the way. It's always uncomfortable to share your big demons, guys. Yeah, <laughs> always. <it is. laughs> um, especially, I find, uh, just money in general is usually very difficult to talk about. So I think that this is a demon that a lot of people can, uh, can relate to, especially if there's a disparity between you and your partner, for sure. Uh, so it goes on to say, uh, I've always tried to ignore the income difference, and I've never complained about it out loud before. In recent times, I've had the opportunity to travel outside the country, I'm not from the US, and I remembered that I really like traveling, but I don't do it very often, because while I make enough money to cover all the bills and do fun stuff each month, it's not enough to cover big expenses like a trip would be. Since I'm the one paying the bills, I'm also the one who gets stressed for not being able to afford big things, and I've never really felt supported in that regard. Don't take me wrong, it's not like my boyfriend goes around spending our money on all dumb things, but I've never really seen an effort on his part to change his financial situation. 
He has a job that doesn't pay well and which he's not happy with, but every time I suggest he looks for something better, he ends up convincing himself that the situation is not as bad. Also, whenever he has some financial issue, I'm the one who covers it, and I feel like every time I do, he becomes more and more used to it instead of fighting so that it doesn't happen again. Just today, a friend of mine invited me and my boyfriend on a trip early next year. When I told my boyfriend about this, his reaction was, well, if you want to take me with you, I'll go. That's right. If you want to take me, not I will go with you, not we'll figure it out, not even I don't want to go, but if you want to take me. He's not only, I, or, sorry, <clears throat> he's not only leaving the choice to me, but he's also not planning on doing anything to arrange things for the trip is what I'm taking away from his reaction. I don't know if I want him to go with me now. I know that if I tell him not to go, I'll feel guilty. But if I tell him I will take him with me, I now will have to plan everything for the two of us. And that gives me huge amounts of stress. Anyways, that particular issue has made a lot of other things come to my attention. One of them is I pretty much keep things to myself and don't share them with anybody. So thank you very much for sharing your story with us, by the way. <laughs> I have a couple of good friends that I share everything with, but unfortunately, I haven't been able to meet with them for a while. In an effort to make things better with my relationship, I gathered some strength and I shared some small issues with my boyfriend. While being able to express some of my concerns out loud helped, his reaction didn't. All I got from my effort from him was an, oh, I see, comment and a hug. That's not what I wanted, let alone what I needed. I would keep going, but I think this email is way too long already, so I'll leave it there. Again, my apologies with the messy writing, but I know if I go back and correct it, I'll end up not sending it. <laughs> Thank you very much, you brave ladies. I will be listening. Thank you very much for your bravery and your sending in your story, because I think, as I mentioned uh, partway through the letter, I think um, financial issues and especially financial disparity between partners is so hard to deal with and so hard to talk about because money in general is an, an income level and things like that so taboo for people to talk about yeah. so hard yeah. like no one wants to deal with money at all and I can specifically relate to this situation from both sides of it um, right now the relationship that I'm in uh, Matt makes way more money than I do <laughs> like I took a gigantic pay cut when I decided to do podcasting and streaming full-time so uh, his salaried, been at his company for five years, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's he, he makes way, way more money than I do. And sometimes it, it can be difficult, but I just make sure that I am, first of all, carrying my weight, that we have conversations about money and we say, like, what are our goals? What are our, you know, where are we moving with this? And, you know, make sure that we as a couple are doing the best thing for each of us individually as well as us together. And so we, we talk about it and we let each other know what our situations are and we try to keep moving forward. Um, but I make sure that I'm always pulling my own weight. Like if it ever got to the point where I wasn't able to pull my own weight or I wasn't able to put money towards things that were going to further us as a couple, then I would stop doing this tomorrow and go find a crappy corporate job that I hated, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. So, uh, so I've been on, I've been on the lower income side of it. And in a previous relationship, I was on the, the opposite end. I had a very good job. I was doing things on the side as well. I was, uh, I was making a lot of money and my partner was making basically nothing to the point that I actually claimed him as a dependent. And wow. <laughs> yeah, and it was the exact same, like, I, I swear to God, this, this, 
email that we got from this listener is just like my story exactly. It was like the more that I helped, the more loans of his that I paid, the more groceries that I bought, the more rent that I paid, the less he even tried. And it just got more and more and more frustrating to the point that, and it's really funny, that's not even why we ended up breaking up, but we ended up splitting up. And, uh, and after I was away from it and I walked away with my then like 10 grand of debt, I was like, well, that was a fucking shit show and I hate you now. <laughs> Cause it's like, you don't really realize when you're in it that, you know, you're putting yourself in this terrible situation and you keep saying like, okay, well I need to give him X or we need to pay rent or he needs help with this. And you know, when you're, when you kind of pull yourself away from it and this can apply to any kind of issue um, where if you're just not really looking at the big picture and not thinking about how you're feeling in the situation, which it seems like our listener actually has quite a lot of awareness on this issue. Like he knows what's going on. Um, But if you're not aware of the issue, when you actually take a step back, you're kind of like, oh man, like that, I did not even realize how bad that actually was. So um, yeah. I can I can relate to this from from both sides of the coin. And I don't know about you guys. And I don't know how because again, money, finances, relationships like this is super taboo stuff. So if you guys don't feel comfortable sharing, that's totally fine. But uh, oh, I, don't, <laughs> I was gonna say, do you do you have any any thoughts before we kind of work in because I, I kind of looked back in my experiences and I, I've got some tips and tricks kind of to share. But um, do you want to Jules, maybe maybe take a stab at this one? I'm actually going to ask Nevermore to take this because I think hers okay. is more relevant than mine. Okay. Um, I relate in a lot of ways. I think one is part of the acknowledgement of it is great, but I think also the acknowledgement of it and not communicating it. And I know the um, email said they've tried, uh, but I think it builds like way more resentment too, because now that you're aware of it, like you're noticing so much Mm -hmm. more and like communication is key with that for anybody else who's dealing with this kind of stuff. Like one, depending on the length of your relationship and how you feel comfortable bringing it up. I mean, they seem like they've been in a relationship for a long time where it should be easier. So I'm not sure. It's at Um, least five years at mm -hmm. least. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, it was, he's he's mid-30s now, and they've been together since late 20s. So, yeah, it's over five years, yeah. So, I mean, and every <coughs> couple's Sorry. different, you know, and it you have, to, like Joss said, you have to kind of work together to find out where you're going to go together um, or not together at that yeah. point. You know, like, are you going to work hard? Because I know there's people who are working towards houses and families, things like that. Like, you need to kind of be on the same page, you know, or at least the same chapter versus like two separate books. See again, the like visual. Like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it just kind of depends. I mean, I know we've struggled with it, Ben and I, and we've talked through a whole bunch of different stuff. And again, he is, I'm trying to figure out how to say it. <clears throat> like fine. you have, well, we you have, have a, a time. an imbalance of your incomes. Exactly. They're different. His is like where Matt's is, you know, they're, much higher or whatever. And we've worked out where we do different parts and things. And like I do groceries and stuff like that. You know, he doesn't need to worry about that. We balance it out Mm -hmm. our way. And I think you have to kind of come to a point where you find your way, but also that you don't just leave it at that. Like 
it's always going to be something that kind of is ever changing unless yes. you are, have a system where somebody's completely in charge of the finances, but you both know what's happening with it, you know, mm-hmm. however that may be. But yeah, it's a constant conversation that you kind of need to go through because life changes every day, guys. So do finances. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, you know, if there's one thing to fight about, it's something that I think everyone struggles with. You just might not think about it, I guess. Well, yeah, um, because like you mentioned, it's so obvious. even if you um, have the conversation once, once is not enough. Even if you say, make the decision, because there's lots of different ways that you can split finances. You can try to split things 50-50. You can split things by, even if you split things like as Nevermore mentioned, um, like maybe by tasks. So like one of you is responsible for making sure that there's food on the table and maybe that isn't only money. Maybe that means that they're responsible for cooking too and that's their way of contributing, but not in a monetary sense. Like there's lots of ways that you can try to balance things out if your incomes aren't balanced. Um, But they're all going to be conversations and they're always going to be ongoing because things like unexpected expenses exist. Things like uh, raises and bonuses and overtime exist. Uh, So it's basically um, a fluid situation. So your conversations have to be fluid as well. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) Now I'm going to take the tactic on this one um, because I've never really been in a relationship where I had income disparity. Um, so now, I mean, I currently support myself and, and deal with that, but, um, I'm going to look at the, 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 the couple themselves for a moment and talk about a little bit about the buildup that happens when things go non-communicated. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think that that's a really important part to, to say, really all of this is about your finances, but it, it the core issue is about your lack of communication and your comfort level with it. Um, and here's what happens a five plus year relationship and things have gone unsaid. It's like taking a a big hole in the middle of your living room. And every time you have a problem, something goes into that hole and the hole just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, but you're stepping over it. You're never (laughs) looking at it. It's in your living room, right? It's the, it's right there, but you both know it's there. And the first person who actually trips and falls into that hole is going to be like, it's like, I've, I've, I've acknowledged that the hole is here and nobody fixed it. <laughs> and then Why you can't you... unsee it. Yeah. <laughs> you can't unsee it. it. Everything changes once you acknowledge it. So what do we do? We sit back and we say, if I pretend it isn't here, then nothing has to change and nothing has to be acknowledged. Mm-hmm. It's so hard. And here's the other thing. There's a trust factor in that as well. Why haven't you ever told me that this bothered you? We've been together yeah. for five years and you never said a word about it. How am I supposed to trust you? Mm-hmm. It's also difficult trust. too with the, uh, like you mentioned with the five years, the the longer a relationship goes on, the more the little things start to build up and the more you you form your habits and that habit might not be something that necessarily bothers you in year number one. But once you've dealt with a habit for five years, then you're kind of like, oh my God, okay, I am sick of this now. I am sick of paying for everything. I am sick of just taking care of you and doing everything for you. And, you know, I don't understand why you won't better yourself and why you won't contribute. 
But by the time you you realize that, then you're kind of just like, it's it's not the little habit anymore. It's not that I'm buying us dinner when we go out. Now it's I'm taking us on trips and you're not even trying. And so it's now a big conversation as opposed to a little one, because sometimes it just takes you that long to even realize that you don't like yeah. the situation. And it's right. just built up by then to a, to a very big conversation. And that, that can be scary too, is, you know, yeah. how, how do you bring something up like that? Like, how do you say, I need you to try to be a better person? Like, that's, that's not easy to say to somebody you love, <laughs> like to say, because right. basically what the conversation he needs to have is essentially saying, I feel like you're taking advantage of me. And if we're both in a loving relationship, that's not something that you think that you would ever have to say to your partner. So you're probably not prepared to have that conversation. <laughs> and this is why, this is why so many marriages fail. So many relationships fail and, and, and it's, and it's tragic, but when the, the communication has reached a point where um, there is no more communication, it has to do one thing or the other. You either have to unpack years worth of painful, disturbing, like trust-breaking things that shake you to your very core, or you say, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. And this isn't going to be fixed. And so, but this is, it's, it's literally throwing, throwing the problems into that hole in the living room so that it's so big that you don't have a living room anymore, or you don't know how to get back to it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I worry, I mean, I do worry a little bit for, for our couple in the letter, but it is fixable. Both partners need to be willing to listen mm -hmm. and to do the hard work. And that's the worry about the boyfriend is that he's just kind of saying, oh, honey, I'm going to give you a hug and make it all go away because he isn't ready to face those demons like we have been talking about here. You have to stand in front of them and say, I'm in my bra and underwear, honey, and I'm saying, <laughs> I'm I got a booty, hurt. bitches. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to, and I have to, you, you have to go raw exposed mm -hmm. like in deep and deal with it and just it's awful and it sucks and you don't want to do it but there it's just, so you'll just rather just turn your head and, mm -hmm. and and pretend it doesn't exist and i think well, I another think sorry oh. number more <laughs> <laughs> just kidding go ahead <laughs> um i was just gonna say uh, really really quickly here that um the jewels bringing up the point that maybe the the boyfriend isn't ready to kind of face up to some of these things. I think uh, in the language in the email basically said he tried to have a conversation with the boyfriend about some smaller issues just to kind of test the water. And I think that, that uh, well, it's good that you're attempting some level of communication. I don't necessarily think that that's going to be his reaction if he realizes how big and important some of these issues are to you. And I know that those are really hard conversations to have, but I, I feel like your partner is probably going to have a much bigger or a much different reaction if he realizes what, what the big main issue is here for you, which you've identified as the, the finances and the, all the issues that surround that disparity in the way that he seems to be acting as a result of yeah. that. And I think if you bring that that issue to the front, that's not something that he's just going to, oh, honey, hug away. Yeah. Sorry, never well, more. What Continue. I was going to that's okay. I, and I'm kind of glad you went before me because what you said, <laughs> it made me think in my weird way. Um, and part of it too, the communication, okay, you've, you've acknowledged it. You've seen it. You're ready to talk about it. The other person 
might ha- like have no idea that you feel that way, you know, or that it's an issue for whatever the cause of the problem is, whatever the money trigger is or whatever else it is. So picture yourself, you just bra and underwear in it, right? <laughs> You're noticing it. Like you, you need to talk about these things and communicate, but you also have to be kind of aware, like as you do that, you're walking up and like, like there goes their clothes. Like, yeah. They're like, Oh shit. Like, <laughs> oh my God. like I had no idea. Like what? Like, so you kind of also in your bringing it up, have to kind of acknowledge that this is the first time after however many years or whatever time period you guys have to communicate and work together because it's just like as frustrated as you are, you know, they could be hurt and shocked at how it's coming across. Mm -hmm. So you're going to fight. You're going to cry. Money is always a thing. It's just, you have to have the hard conversations. It sucks sometimes. It sucks. I absolutely, I love, I love that visual so much, Nevermore. Like you just, you nailed it. And that is such a good tool to explain tough conversations and communication. It's like, you've been walking around in your bra and panties for a week. And then, you know, all of a sudden you walk up to your partner and you're just like, all right, it's bra and panties time, bitch. Whoosh yeah. off. And they're like, we're in the and middle of Target. They're not ready for it. They feel exposed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, you know, and you know, it's it starts at communication for like yeah. all of relationship, anything, friends, families, whatever. But part of the stuff in the email that I was kind of finding interesting is like the travel and stuff. Like it seems that that's very important to the person who emailed in. Mm-hmm. Um, and like if it's not as important with the partner. And they don't really feel as excited to go. Maybe talk about doing it separately. Like go with a friend, whatever. But talk about it. Get trust stuff out there. If they're worried you're going (laughs) on your own. You know, I don't know where you are in that relationship. How like, you know, connected or uh, comfortable you guys are with being separated. Not going at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, some people do that. If somebody really likes to travel, they can go. And the other person can do stuff they want to do. But again, it's communication and talking stuff like that out. If they really aren't interested, why spend all the extra money? Yeah, okay, you're making memories. But if they're feeling forced into it, is it really that great of a memory? Mm -hmm. Like, you kind of have to find that balance. If it's something that they're really not interested in, you're discovering that it's something that means a lot to you then you might want to reflect back on it and find out after you've had the hard conversations, if changes aren't going to be made or they aren't interested or whatever, then you need to kind of work from there, you know, Mm -hmm. start at that point and go. (laughs) As Butchers in the chat room is saying, the point is start talking before you're almost naked. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. It's so true. But the visual and the, the analogy Mm -hmm. is so spot on. Yeah. Because these conversations are raw and uncomfortable and you feel exposed and they don't stop. Like a good relationship is having these hard, difficult conversations. And boy, if you sit there and you are just dreading every single time you have to talk to your partner about something tough or the, or worse, they never happen. Mm-hmm. Your relationship isn't going to survive very long. Yeah. Because it is going to crumple under the weight of the unspoken words. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, there was one other interesting point that I that I wanted to kind of just uh, throw around the room and, and see how we felt about this. But right off the top of the email, the author did actually specifically point out that it's his only significant romantic relationship. And so oh, yeah. I'm, I'm wondering if that's playing a role uh, just in general dissatisfaction with his partner, because uh, I mean, very few of us are, you know, still with our high school sweethearts or anything like that. You know, usually we have multiple romantic partners before we actually find the person we spend our lives with, uh, whatever form that may take. So I, I'm just, and it's not that any of his uh, issues are insignificant in any way, shape or form. I think you have a lot of tough conversations ahead of you, but I'm just wondering if there's um, maybe a little bit of grass is greener. Uh, if, you know, maybe it would be better somewhere else. Um, you know, I've, I've only ever been with this guy. Maybe I need to be with someone else, you know, and I'm just wondering if, if any of that is kind of escalating some of those feelings as well. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't think of I didn't think of it that way. Um, my perspective of it is that every relationship that I've had in my life have, has taught me something very significant about myself. Mm-hmm. And well, um, he could be a totally different person than he was because uh, I know mid twenties Joss totally different than early thirties Joss. FYI, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very much so. I mean, I feel like I've lived about three or four different different uh, incarnations of myself. Yeah, at, at forty two. Because I, I, you know, my life and my, my personality and who I am, like you wouldn't, I don't think either of you would have liked me in my twenties, mm-hmm. uh, cause I wasn't this person. And so I, I oh, think God. <laughs> if you guys had known me in university, I don't think we would have been friends. I was the, <laughs> yeah. I was the, I was the party woo girl, the drinking six nights a week, the lived in a sorority house. Yeah. I did, uh, Yeah. That was a thing. That was the person I was. Who's that girl with the blue hair? (laughs) (laughs) You know, and the thing about it is that, you know, you change and your partner changes as Mm -hmm. you go through a relationship and without communication of the things that you have, you know, you start out wanting one thing you, you want, and then you, you, you're going to change what you want in life. You know, you start out wanting the party six nights a week Mm -hmm. and then you go into, I just want a stable a stable place to sleep yeah. or, you Give know, my kitty um, and my Netflix. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I never wanted to be that party person. I'm like, I don't want to meet people in a bar and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and some things never change. Right? Yeah. <laughs> but every relationship that I've had with someone else has taught me more about myself. Mm-hmm. And, exactly. and that's the thing that you have to understand with you is that you're not the same person that, that he met when you got together. Um, and you guys could be totally awesome together, but after five years of really no communication, you're probably kind of strangers to each other in a lot Mm -hmm. of ways. Right. So you could say, Hey, let's sit down and like, you know, start over in certain ways. You could talk about what's important to you. If you really, really not just make it, okay, we got invited on a trip, you know, Bring it up and say, I would like to be traveling more. Like if you don't want to go maybe this time with the friend, whoever it was who invited you, say maybe we can plan our own thing later on where we can both work towards saving money for it. You know, you could do it in a positive way Mm -hmm. and find out, you know, talk about stuff that means most to you. Because like I think Jules and Joss would both agree, like how the past relationships and stuff change you. Like find like connection things that like make your heart happy. Like, cause I, in my old relationship, like after that, 
realizing more about myself. Like I was like a shell of who I am now. Yeah. Like I could not go to target and ask a customer service person a question. Like my twin sister had to be with me. Like, and you guys have known me for however many years now. Mm-hmm. And could you picture me like that? Like not being able, I mean, no. in a room, yeah. Okay. Social anxiety stuff, whatever, but not going to a store and asking a question, like where are socks? Like I was, <laughs> scared to having to buy socks had... can be really embarrassing never more <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> but yeah but anyway, I think, my point being yeah. like I think it just you feel that connection and stuff and like you can build on that like you that'll flux too if that makes sense like mm-hmm. you'll always love someone you know it could go up it could go down based on what's happening but I think it should be going up more. Yeah. Than, more like, more ups than downs. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing about, you know, this this is um, a formation of two people. And the rules that you started out with are not necessarily this, the same rules that, that apply today. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, I think that we spent a lot of time holding on to the past of what we were and what we've established as the norm but there's nothing to say that the norm doesn't change. But that also comes with the challenges of saying, okay, do we both agree that this is the way we want this? Mm-hmm. This is the way we want our life to be? Because right now, our writer doesn't want his life to be this way. Right. Right. And you don't have to completely agree on it. Again, like if you want to take the trip and they don't want to do stuff like that, you can compromise for things, but you have to be on the same page about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, exactly. and you have to, and I love that. What did you see what Butcher said? I'm here in my bra and panties. <laughs> Where are the socks? <laughs> <laughs> I love our chat. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, so I did, I did throw together just a couple of quick little points just to deal specifically with the issue of of finances and kind of how to talk to them with your significant other. Uh, so my, my first one is just to, to budget together, to figure out what works with you and how to split the bills, which we talked a little bit about earlier on. And, and there are a lot of ways to do that. I mean, you can say, you can look at your income numbers and say, okay, I make 60% of the money. You make 40% of the money. That doesn't mean that I buy everything. That means I pay 60% of every bill and you pay 40%. Or like we mentioned, you can do 50-50 or you can do things that are more like household labor oriented as opposed to actual monetary things to try to, to make that balance. Because I know um, in, in my situation right now, like as much as, you know, I work really hard, I'm also home all day. So I try to cook dinner when I don't have a show in and around five o'clock. I try to be the one cooking dinner because I know Matt's been at the office all day and he probably doesn't want to come home and do the cooking. So, you know, that's my way of, you know, doing something for him that, you know, balances the scales a little bit in, at least in my mind. So, and that's, again, something that we've talked about together. So I think sitting down and looking at just your budget and where the money is going, even though that you've said that your boyfriend isn't necessarily spending money on frivolous things, it's still important to look at what's coming in, what's going out and, and putting, figuring out what your priorities are, which uh, kind of brings me to my next one, which is talk about what you want to work towards and what Nevermore was talking about a little bit, um, Basically, like setting goals and talking about 
where you want to move to and, and look towards the future as opposed to just saying, well, right now it sucks. Right now we have no money. We have lots of bills and this is terrible. And this is a negative conversation. Say, you know, now that we have a budget, we have this much surplus every month. What do we want to put that towards? Do we want to save for a house? Do we want to save for a trip? Do we want to buy a car? Like what is our big do it together thing that we can focus on as, as kind of a, a positive thing moving forward? Yeah. Great suggestions because it helps you decide what your goals are as a couple too. Exactly. Exactly. Because then you can have some of those conversations. I mean, if you've been together seven years, is it the kind of relationship that you want to continue for another seven? And and what's that going to look like? And this kind of opens up that, that kind of talk where you can say like, okay, we want to take a trip every year or we want to buy a house and you can, you know, figure out those goals. And like we mentioned, you're, you might be a different person. Your goals now may be different than your goals were seven years ago. So this is kind of a more positive way to put some of that stuff on the table and have some of those conversations. Um, and speaking of positivity and positive steps, um, you kind of have to show him that, that it's about making positive steps towards a goal as opposed to saying, I want you to be better tomorrow. I want you to yes. stop doing this thing tomorrow. It's about like, you did the thing again, that I hate. Habits, yes, habits. Habits and changing <laughs> takes time. And if you have acknowledged it and they have it, it takes time to mm -hmm. change things and change things not only on their own, but together. Exactly. So, you know, just make sure that both of you realize that it's about doing something a little better today than you did yesterday. So, you know, he's not going to be perfect overnight. And you need to be aware that if you bring big issues to the table, there's a chance he might have some big issues too. And you might have some work to do. That's a Great very point. good point. Great point. So I think acknowledging the fact that you as a couple are taking steps towards positive progress is really important. The one thing I would also just add to this is that there are signs in your email describing your boyfriend that could be possible uh, depression-related symptoms. And so there, you know, don't be surprised that if your tough conversations start to reveal some very difficult things that he might be struggling with. Um, and to encourage and support if that is the case, if he is feeling like things aren't right for him or he is not you know, his motivation levels to make changes are not there. He's not happy. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, consider po encouraging therapy, counseling, um, maybe for the both of you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, a, that's a really, really good point because I know specifically in the relationship that I was in, and you can even kind of see it in the way that I am right now. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily say that it's depression, but it's definitely difficult being the lower end makes things really difficult. And I know in my previous relationship, that was something that my partner struggled with a lot to the point of what I think was depression, but what he would never admit. And uh, so, you know, like I can, I can see shades of him in the boyfriend that's being described in the email that, uh, yeah, that that is a very real possibility. And it becomes, if they're, if they're suffering from it and not able to admit it, that, that's a whole other can of worms that's real tough to deal with on both sides. So uh, it, I think that there's, there's a lot of things that need to be dealt with in this email. But uh, first and foremost is, is start the conversation and not a small conversation, not like a, you didn't do the dishes last night. Um, just start with your big issue. Start with your finances and, and see where that takes you. And talk about how it makes you feel. 
Um, exactly. Always. <laughs> yeah, this is something. Statements. This is something I learned from Jules last week because, or I guess it wasn't even last. Night, it was a couple days ago. Uh, because yeah, I had to write an email to somebody in a situation where I was really pissed off, and I was just like, "You can't do this, and you are making me feel like crap, and I don't believe that you would go ahead, and this is what you're thinking, and this is why you're doing it." And Jules is just like, "No, no, no." <laughs> <laughs> well, what I said was, you can't tell them what they can what or can't do. Yeah, you can't tell them what you can and can't do, and you can't tell them the reasons behind the things that they're doing. Yeah, you can only <laughs> say how you feel, yes. how it makes you feel, and what it does to you. And yes. she did a great job with it. So <laughs> I was like, just good job, Jules. It help, Jules. <laughs> yeah, Jules keeps me from just absolutely exploding at people. <laughs> See, I'm I'm like on her shoulder, being like, "Yes, do it." Yeah, You're angry. Go for it. yeah. It's my angel and my little devil are Jules and Nevermore. By the way, <laughs> hey, it happens. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just I had to. Oh, I had to cough there for a second, but yeah, no so, problem. Um, any other any other parting thoughts before we wrap up this episode? This isn't going to be an easy one, but I think it is savable. It is workable. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of getting, uh, getting the courage and, and the tenacity to keep it, to keep going with it and keep trying. It's not going to end itself in one conversation. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's very that's true. It's going to be a process. Too, like we keep saying, you know, together, together, if you go through these steps and let them kind of expose themselves to, and then you're, you've talked about it, you're working on it. Like, don't, feel like you're forced to stay there because I know that Jules was saying it was like their first kind of major relationship um you know take the steps work together if you really after a point are noticing it's not happening then have that conversation of we brought it up we're talking about it now what you know because you have to do what's best for you too because you get one life you know live it happy yeah whether it's with people who love the same things or separate things. Like, I don't know, our UPS driver, like we got our BlizzCon stuff and he was like, I don't know how, I love how you guys are both gamers. Like me and my wife, scrapbooks. And I'm just like, now looking back, like, I don't know what I would do with somebody if they weren't a gamer and I was. Like, I'm like, what if they were like, I'm going to golf. I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) So now, like, now that I'm in a situation like that, I'm like, I don't know how people who have separate interests do it. Yeah. (laughs) So do what works best for you. (laughs) Yeah. Very, very true. Uh, So on that note, just wanted to remind everybody that they can go and follow us on Twitter. We are at Demons Podcast. Uh, Nevermore, where can folks find you? You can find me at Quota Nevermore on Twitter, and I have my shop on Etsy is Geek Asylum, and that is closed right now because BlizzCon's coming, and I'm taking stuff there, and then after we get back, hopefully it will be open and ready for Christmas. Are you actually selling things at the con at any point? (coughs) The the point, I think, is to sell some stuff at Well Played. Uh, Now that Ben is amazing and fixed my dying computer, I should have buttons at least. Um, (laughs) People on Twitter are asking for other things. I'm like, you guys better speak up because I wasn't really planning on like bringing other things. Um, but <laughs> I'm all well have... played. We'll help you out. <laughs> well, I just didn't want to be like, here's all my crap jewels, blah, like all over the table. <laughs> it's not crap though. It's fantastic. <laughs> As awesome. I, I feel like I show this almost every episode, but I love my Zelda Triforce hair bow. I don't really have much hair to stick it in right now, but when I had longer hair, it went to the bottom of my braids and it was super cute and I love it. So she has all kinds of super geeky 8-bit 
hair bows that are wonderful. So Mark Conan has been a major supporter of all my crafting stuff too. He has uh, some of my necklaces and stuff. So See, there you go. That. Yeah, he's trying to throw his wallet at you right now. So thanks. <laughs> but yeah, I think the more stuff that you have at BlizzCon, the better. Um, I and... might bring it just to have it with me, and then if people want to look through it, they can. But the goal mm-hmm. is to have buttons and things promoting stuff like this show. Oh, like you guys show. are going to be so excited when you see the buttons for slaying so demons. Excited. So <laughs> the plan, the thing that we are going to do at Bliss, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> BlizzCon. I'm so sorry. I keep coughing, guys. I know it's frustrating from a listener perspective. Um, but so the thing that we're planning on doing at BlizzCon is that I will have Joss buttons. Jules will have Jules buttons. Nevermore will have Nevermore buttons. And if you collect all three, you will get a special slaying demons button. So that means you have to find us and you have to come talk to us to get a super cool slaying demons button from each of us and then one for the full set. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun at Well Play Party. Make sure you don't miss it. We will be there. Uh, the whole time for the whole event i'm looking forward to it it's on uh, it's on friday night so super super excited and uh yeah if you are going to be at blizzcon all three of us will be in the same room so. for an extended the, uh, period of time for extended period of time <laughs> drinking time at the same yes <laughs> well some of us will be drinking <laughs> other ones of us will be working <laughs> Jules is gonna look over we're just gonna be like totally passed out like yeah. the first <laughs> We're just like standing next to each other, just like leaning on each other in the corner. Like Jill's is like, man, <laughs> I picked the wrong helpers. Fireside gathering, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it is. So yeah. The, the two of these ladies will be uh, hanging around in the Hearthstone area. I will be running around like my feet are on fire. But uh, come see us at the Hilton Anaheim. Uh, and it is on the second floor, Friday night, 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Pacific. Um <laughs> and uh, you can, if you're at home, it's on a, it's on live stream at well played twitch.tv slash well played party as well. I'm sorry. I'm just laughing in the chat room as Atos is saying, will never more sister be available to help me talk to everyone? <laughs> oh, I love the idea. I kind of assumed that role, I think. You guys would be, my, my twin sister, we look the same, like our faces. Like exactly the same. It's yeah. Yeah. But different. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, what? You better be there. I see people saying they're not going to show up. Whatever. It's going to be fun. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. And you guys can uh, keep up with all the action for me over on Twitter and Twitch. I'm at Joss Plays. You can go to JossPlays.com to get episodes of this show in your ear holes. Jules, where can folks find you? You can find me on Twitter at JulesRPG. You can find my other show, which is Torrent Think Tank, on Thursdays, twitch.tv slash Torrent Think Tank, or online on all the places you get podcasts. I'm also a personal life coach, so if you are interested in learning more about life coaching and, and getting us one-on-one support from me, you I can highly recommend me. it, guys. I <laughs> highly recommend it. Thank you. <laughs> I am a oh. better person because Jules coaches me through life. <laughs> You know, you guys let me, like, vent all of my girl stuff, which is the best thing ever. Um, and uh, I, I wouldn't be able to be in the place I am right now without these two ladies. Um, because every life coach needs a good, like, wing woman team. So, <laughs> and they are my wing women. Um, so, yeah, you can inquire on Twitter uh, and or send me an email, jewels at torrentthinktank.com. Wonderful. We need, right. we need to get art that is a unicorn with a cat with a raven on it. Like, 
Like, um, we all have our spirit animals. Like that would be hilarious. Like, <laughs> like flying through. <laughs> On that note, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Slaying Demons. As I said, you can email us at demonspodcast at gmail.com or you can catch up with us on Discord at discord.gg slash jossplays. That's going to do it for us this week. Thank you so much. And we will not see you next Tuesday because of BlizzCon, but we will be back the week after. Bye, everybody. Bye, guys. Bye.